This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling me to the heavenly. Be seated in heavenly places, just like heaven, just like heaven on earth. To be walking in His favor and graces, just like heaven, just like heaven on earth. Good morning, good morning, Tallahassee. It's happened again. Monday morning, Monday morning, live, 1130 a.m., wave 94, 94.1. You're listening to Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ, Servant Marcia, and the major topic is Escape to Heaven. And uh, so I am thinking... How do we escape? How do we escape? I mean, there has to be some requirements in order to be eligible to escape. Just like there are uh, eligibility requirements to become a citizen or to enter into another country. Well, I think we're going to have the same kind of requirements in order to escape from the woes of today, the despair, the sins, the impossible rage and violence that we're starting to see, how do we escape? Uh, the Spirit of the Lord led me this morning to Isaiah, the 54th chapter, and I'm just going to start out with the inheritance of God's servant. And uh, the 17th verse, it says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue formed against you, every tongue which rises itself against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the inheritance or the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, said the Lord. So my question was, wow, that's quite a proclamation. It's almost like the foundation for having perpetual hope that your life will change, that all this despair and confusion and sadness and just weirdness that we're going through, it will end. And um, so I said, well, what caused the Lord to utter such words through the prophet Isaiah. And if you go back to the 11th um, verse, or even the 7th verse, it says, because uh, I know how it feels to feel that God has just left you out there in the wilderness of despair, like, like you're alone. You no longer have that close relationship with the Lord, like he's forgotten how much uh, you love him or how much he loves you. And uh, did he forget that you are a sinner being made new because of that new 
creation that Jesus himself have provided for us. So there are moments in life where it feels like God has just really forgotten about you. And Isaiah, the 54th chapter, verse number seven says, and this is the Lord speaking through the prophet Isaiah says, for a mere moment, just a moment, mere moment, I have forsaken you, but with great mercies, I will gather you with a little wrath little anger. I hid my face from you, but just for a moment. But with everlasting kindness, I will have mercy on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. And then God goes on to say through the prophet, you were afflicted. Oh, you afflicted one, tossed with tempest, and you're not confident, and no matter what, you can't get your bearing. But here's what God says. I will lay stones with colorful gems and lay your foundations with sapphires. I will make pinnacles of rubies and gates of crystals and walls of precious stones. And all your children shall be taught by the Lord. And great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness, you shall be established and you'll be far from oppression and do not fear and from terror. It shall not come near you. Indeed, they will assemble, but not because of me, because whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. And then here's the part that lets you know that God is almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing, omniscient. He's omnipotent. And, you know, he is God, the creator of all. He says, behold, I, the Lord, I created the blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the spoiler to destroy. And see, that's why God himself could say, therefore, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And you being a, an heir of his goodness. Um, in the 55th chapter of Isaiah, he says, everyone who thirsts, come, come to the Lord, come to the waters. Okay, and if you don't have no money, still come, buy and eat. So how could you come, buy and eat, but you have no money? But if you have the grace and the mercy of God, you have all. Amen. It says, yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Matter of fact, he even questioned, why do you spend money for what is not bread? <clears throat> and you spend your wages for things that do not satisfy. Listen carefully to me, says the Lord, and eat what is good. Let your soul delight itself in abundance. But how do you get there? Incline your ear and come to the Lord. Hear the words of the Lord and your soul shall live. And God will then make an everlasting covenant with you, um, just as he did with David. And so God will glorify you. And here's even more Isaiah 55th chapter, verse number six. It says, seek the Lord 
while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. This weekend, I stopped everything and brought my children together. And, and we began to worship the Lord. And I really wanted to just call on the Lord. You know, call on the name of Jesus. You know, call upon him and let him come to you. Don't be afraid to say, Jesus, 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 call upon the Lord while he is near. And then if you're wicked, forsake the ways of being wicked and your thoughts and return to the Lord. Why? Because God will have mercy on you and our God. He will abundantly pardon you. And he says, because this is the Lord speaking through the prophet Isaiah. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as heavens are higher than earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain come down and the snow from heaven, but they don't return there. When the rain come down from heaven, it waters the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be. This is what the Lord is saying that goes forth from his mouth, that God's word will not return void to him. It shall accomplish what he pleases and it shall prosper in the thing for which God sent his word for you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. Amen. And so God has promised that uh, you will have joy. You will have peace. And even though right now it seems like that is so far away, I want you to know that as a saint, as a servant of the Lord, as a believer, no matter what your predicament is today, the word of God has given us hope. It has said that God will not leave us. And even if he's angry with us because of the things that we do, it would just be a moment compared to his great kindness, compared to his ability and his desire to pardon us of the sins that we commit. Amen. Notice I said the word we, because the word of God let us know that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Even I have to repent constantly, daily, asking God for his grace and his mercy to be extended uh, towards me. In Romans, the seventh chapter, let's look there, verse number 22. So when we become a new creature and we start, we start delighting in the law of God according to our inward man, which is our spirit. When we're born again, as Jesus said to Nicodemus, it is our spirit that is born again. And what we would notice starting at verse 23 of the, the seventh chapter of Romans, it says, I see another law in my body, in my members, in my physical being, warring against the law of my mind. Because why? My mind is being transformed. Uh, in Romans, the 12th chapter, it says about, uh, be ye transformed by the renewal of, 
of your mind, right? So I see another war, another law in my members warring against the law of my newly transforming mind <laughs> and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my physical body. So my body desires to still do the sinful things that I've always done. But when we become a new creature in God, we no longer have pleasure in the things of sin. No matter if we're still stuck there, the pleasure is not there. You constantly find yourself saying, Lord, deliver me, O wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from this body of death? Because where there is sin, there is death. And so in Romans, the seventh chapter, it says, verse 25, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. How many of us, thanks of God, believers today are caught right there in the midst of, caught in the midst of transformation, not yet fully transformed, still wanting to do the things of the world, but desiring deeply to do the things of God. And so Romans the 8th chapter says, there is therefore now, when you're caught there in that moment in the midst of, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk or live according to the flesh, but according to the Holy Spirit. Meaning, you find yourself moving towards the things of flesh, but then you hear Holy Spirit, it convicts you, it, it makes you stop for a second, you turn away from carnality, and you find yourself running to the arms of an all-living, all-loving, almighty God because you're desiring, your, your, your desires are changing. And says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God did it by sending his own son in the likeness of flesh in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. So Jesus condemned sin in the flesh. Why? Because he was in the flesh but he committed no sin because that's why he prayed so much because he, he made sure that he stayed in close communion with the father, with Holy spirit. And therefore he would not fulfill whatever desires his body might yearn for because why he walked after the spirit and not after the flesh. So, um, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us when we do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, then you set your mind on the things of the Holy Spirit, the things of God. For to be carnally minded 
You want to high, you want to get high. You want to smoke reefer. You want to smoke drugs. You want to smoke cigarettes. You want to drink liquor, alcohol. You want to go to the clubs. You want to be with different people. You want to be mean and horrible and angry and all these terrible things, which are the works of the flesh. You, you're comfortable doing all those things. You move towards that instead of moving towards reprint, repentance. Then you yourself should know that those works that I just said, the few things I said, mean that you're carnally minded. And to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It is not subject to the law of God, nor can it be. So what does that mean when the spirit of anger or unforgiveness comes up? You can't reject it because why? You are carnally minded. Wow. So those who are in the flesh, meaning uh, pleasing everything that your soul wants you to do, you want to be a soul man, a soul woman, then guess what? You cannot please God. But you who are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. See, if the spirit of God dwells in you, then uh, if you do not have the spirit of Christ, then you are not of God. But if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life. Holy Spirit is life because of God's righteousness. So when we receive Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior, verse number 11, Romans the 8th chapter, it says, But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and let's identify who is the Him. Him is the Creator God. So if the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. So what we must do, we must be led by the spirit of God. And then that way we are children of God. We are sons and daughters of God. Amen. And then we don't receive the spirit of bondage unto fear, unto fear. But instead, we receive the spirit of adoption. And that way we can say, Abba, Father, just like Jesus did. I mean, you're talking about being in trouble. Jesus was in the worst kind ever. I mean, he was on the cross being crucified. And yet you heard him cry out, Abba, Father. And so when we're in all of the despairs of this world and we need to escape from these horrible things that we're now dealing with, we can call out, Abba, Father. Amen? And that's what we need to call out because why? The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And so therefore, if we are children, then we're heirs. Amen. And if we are heirs of God, then we're joint heirs with Christ. So therefore, 
when we suffer with Christ, not, not because we suffer because of our, our bad doing and our bad decision making and the sinfulness and iniquity that wants to rule in us. But if we're suffering because we're standing for Christ, amen, we further augment the fact that we are children of God. And then verse 26 uh, in Romans the 8 chapter, it lets us know that sometimes when we're praying, we don't even know how to pray. But it is the Spirit of the living God that helps us in our weakness. Amen. Uh, it is God's Spirit that makes intercession. Amen. On our behalf uh, with groanings. And, and it is God who searches the heart. He, he's the one. The one thing I want us to walk away with today is that we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to God's purpose. That, that, that sits quite well with me because it means no matter what I'm going through, some kind of way, God's going to let it be for my good. You're listening to Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ, Servant Marcia. And I want you to know that nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Uh, in, in Romans 8, chapter verse 35, it says, Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, even the sword, can you be separated from Jesus? And the answer is no, because in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So God will conquer all through his son Jesus in our lives. Amen. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, angels nor principalities, powers, nor things present or things to come, nor height, death, nor any other created thing, your man, your wife, your husband, your woman, your children, your job, nothing, the government, nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Uh, I want you to have faith that you are a servant of the Lord, you are a child of God, and therefore that word that prophet Isaiah issued in um, the 54th chapter, verse 17, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Because why? It is your inheritance to overcome, and you will overcome because God has ordained it. I would like us to go into prayer. Father God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for the hope that you give us, Lord, by reading your word and meditating upon your word. God, I thank you, Lord, for bringing us to you, for reconciling us, us, these the sinners that we have been the backsliders, the rebellious children that we have been. But God, through your son, Jesus, you have found a way to reconcile us back to you. We thank you, Lord, for your love. We thank you for your grace. 
We thank you for your mercy. And I ask you, Lord, to allow goodness and mercy to follow us all the days of our lives. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. I love you. I love you. But God loves you so much more. I can't wait to see you next week. Be encouraged. Walk with your head up, knowing that you are an heir of the living God, the creator of heaven and earth. And he has your back, your front, your side, your middle. God has you. He created all. Therefore, he can command goodness towards you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye-bye. Anybody want to see you love?